First off, campers, Muddy, our Chocolate Lab Rescue, as well as my co-host, and I want to thank you on your download activity over the last week for episode 13 of the Dogger and Muddy Music Show, an interview with John Pettigo. In a short three-day period, it became our most downloaded show in history by a big, big amount. That would not have happened without you, our listeners. Thank you so very much. The recent big news on the local music scene was that the Texas Musicians Museum was given 24-hour notice by the Irving City Hall to close its doors. The museum's executive team and many friends scrambled during the 24-hour period to find interim homes for the large number of historic music collectibles. They succeeded. Several cities have contacted Tom Creason, one of the founders of the museum, to discuss their interest in being the future home for the museum. We're doing more research on the situation, and we will keep you posted as we learn more. A while back, I talked with Don Ritter, the founder of Category 5 Amplification and Station House Records, about some international artists he was working with, Danny Franke and Cara Granger. Both took the stage and performed at the latest Dallas International Guitar Festival. They were great. Don asked me to meet with both Danny and Cara, the following is Muddy and my interview with these two rising star artists. Please sit back and enjoy. This is the Dogger and Muddy Music Show. Listen up. It's all about the music. Let's check in on the artists, songs, and people behind the scenes. Are you listening? Welcome to the Dogger and Muddy Music Show. It is the eve of the 41st annual Dallas International Guitar Show. I'm sitting here with two artists that have a very international flavor. Cara Granger from Sydney, Australia, and Danny Frankie from uh, Genoa, Italy. And I'm proud of myself that I got that right. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a real treat. Uh, uh, Cara has recorded uh, blues and soul music. She's got a new album coming out on June 1st that we'll talk about. Uh, It shifts more to an Americana flavor. Uh, Danny is uh, a blues artist, and uh, he's got a new album coming out on the 18th, which we'll talk with him about as well, May 18th. Uh, so the timing of this is, this interview is fantastic. So Danny, if you don't mind, we're going to let the, uh, the women go first, if you don't mind. All right. Cara, blues, soul music, and et cetera is international in scope. I'm assuming there's not a lot of it down there. How did you fall in love with soul and blues music? Well, most of the live music venues in Balmain and Sydney, where I grew up, were playing blues at the time when I was just starting out. So... Uh, it was a big inspiration for me. Also, my brother was madly collecting vinyl records and uh, bringing home a lot of blues into the house as well. So it was a big influence on me listening to Jimmy Reed and Muddy Waters and uh, Little Walter and all these you know, great harp players that he was getting into. And, yeah, I also had a, my guitar teacher at the time uh, when I was young teenager introduced me to Stevie Ray Vaughan and Buddy Guy and straight away, you know. So I learned pretty early that if I wanted to play rock music or be a serious guitarist that I had to study where it all came from, which was blues, Absolutely. and then I fell in love with it, yeah. as, you, as you do, you know. 
Yeah, and it just becomes part of you. Mm. Yeah, let me give a plug for my co-host, Muddy, who's sitting here on the floor, but he's handed off the microphone, Cara and Danny. Mm. Take me forward. How did uh, your career develop in Australia, and then when did you make the leap beyond? Well, I was touring in a band with my brother also for about seven years in Australia. We had some uh, national airplay and and a following there in the blues and soul scene, we were kind of uh, a fresh new sound and being so young, playing that style of music uh, was pretty well received by a lot of people there. And that was wonderful. That was my real, uh, my great, you know, take, great teaching experience playing with these guys who were all wonderful musicians. And then I uh, signed with a record label called Craving Records in Australia and they pushed me across the water here. Oh, did they? To work with a producer in Los Angeles. That was Dave Kalish. Very good. Yeah, I did my first record with them uh, called Grand and Green River. And you you now live out in LA, right? I still, um, yes, yeah, still there. And uh, it's it's great. It's a really good base for me because I can, you know, I can get home if I want to, for you know, straight across four, right. 14 hours. It is sitting that way. But then also, you know, and I come, can tour the rest of the States, which is what I do where I tour predominantly and, you know, hop over to Europe. So it's a, you know, if I was to travel from Australia to Europe, it's 22 hours and flight, etc. So it's kind of good in the middle there being in LA and the weather's good too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Having been in New Zealand myself last year, it's, mm. uh, yeah, uh, I understand how how long the flight is. Mine's from Dallas instead of yeah. L.A., but uh, and it's oh man, it's gorgeous over there in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. I miss the beaches the most. I think. Do you? Yeah. Okay. My dad might be a bit disappointed. I said that. Maybe I should put him first. But <laughs> did you did you did you surf a little bit? Did you surf a little bit? Uh, not really. I mean, I, I'd go. I'd body surf. Sure. 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 But uh, I did some surfing lessons, you know, for about three months one time. It's a lot of work to, get to paddle out through the waves. You know. I know. You have to it, use some muscles. It's beautiful when you pass the breakers and you're sitting out there on the, you know, the still water waiting for the wave. That's a really beautiful meditative experience. And then of course, if you get up on the board, it's like five seconds, ten seconds for half an hour of paddling out there. I know it seems like a lot of work for me. For the payoff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's jump over to Danny for a second here, folks. When you check out his music, there he's got a YouTube. Um, what's that song, Danny? That I, we were talking. Stay with me. Yeah, yeah stay with me. Check that out on YouTube, folks. I mean, uh, Danny uh, has a great respect for the blues. You can hear the history of blues in his playing, but uh, he's definitely added his own tone, his his feel. It's really great stuff. As uh, uh, boost your ego a little bit. I mean, I really feel as you're playing that you're telling a story. Thank you. That's the best compliment that I ever had because actually, my focus is always trying to tell a story while I'm playing. So don't just playing the guitar and you know fooling around the guitar, but trying to say something. Right. So Genoa, Italy. Exactly. You're growing up. How do you fall in love with the blues? You know, I was born in a very small village uh, up on the hills of Genoa. Uh, and I had a friend in, the, in my hometown 
who was, and he still is, a great blues player. And he used to play with some American artists all over Europe. So uh, I started playing drums first with uh, his drummer. And then I saw him playing live and I just loved that kind of music and started listening to it. Actually, I was listening more rock stuff and, oh, yeah. you know, when I was young. Uh, but I noticed over the years that all the, the, kind of the music, the different style of music that I always listened to had some blues influences on it. So, Absolutely. Yeah, and after some years, I started to get more deep into the blues. And here I am. Here you are. <laughs> Your guitar style, your your approach to it. Uh, you self-taught? Did you have some teachers? How does that evolve for you? Uh, I graduated in a music school in ah. Milan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it was more about, you know, pop music, rock music. And I had a couple of tours with some Italian pop artists uh, just playing guitar for them. And then I started studying the blues by myself. Right. Yeah, it's not a thing that you usually learn from schools or, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you... you learn that in any books. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just from, from records, yeah. actually. So you, yeah, okay. So you, in a sense, either mentally or written-wise, transcribe the songs and then learn them that way? Uh, no, just trying to learn some leaks, yeah. you know, and that's all. Yeah. yeah, so the same way that Eric Clapton and, uh, and yeah, Keith it, Richards. It's the, the only way, actually, <laughs> to yeah. me. Yeah, to do it to right. Emulate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, emulate your guitar idols, and after a while you start add your own touch on it. Yeah. Who would you say are key influences for you from a, from a uh, guitarist perspective? Definitely Hendrix. Okay. Uh, Clapton is a very important artist for me, but more about uh, him like an artist, not yeah. actually like um, about the guitar. Right. My, I really admire him for the artist. Yes. The artist, who he is, uh, singer, songwriter. Uh, but I'm a big fan of Jimmy Vaughn. I can see that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Earl. Okay. Uh, oh, Ronnie Earl. Yeah. Yeah. Ronnie Earl is one of my all time favorites for sure. Yes. And B.B. King. B.B. King is definitely yeah. one of my biggest influences. Well, I mean, and there you get right back to a guy who could tell a story with his guitar. Yeah. 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 Definitely. All right. Let's switch back to Kara. Yeah. Cara, as I mentioned earlier, on uh, June 1st, your new album comes out, Living With Your Ghost. Take us through that. How did you go into the studio? Did you go in with everything in your head or well written down? How did, how did, you, you know, how did you approach that and take it forward during, in the studio? Well, I spent about six months, I'd say, finishing off the songs for the album, finish off the lyrics and a lot of the arrangements uh, at home in L.A., However, there was a couple of songs that did come together in the studio Oh, as fascinating. Well. So I think there was uh, one song called Groove Train on the album which we basically had the chords uh, and we were thinking about doing it in a shuffle 
kind of feel. And then right. we were like, well, we're going to mix it up a little bit differently. I mucked around with the chords with Anders Osborne, who is, was the co-producer on the album. I don't know if you don't know Anders already. He's an amazing songwriter and musician in his own right. He's incredible. Excellent. Really inspiring to work with too. He was just a great spirit to have there. Good. Great energy in the recording. As well as as well as you feel relaxed and comfortable. Yeah. So boom, you can really positive yeah. outlook on things and very laid back. And he's also a brilliant guitar player. Very so, play, good. so he played um, a lot of the rhythm guitar on the album too. Yeah. The live tracking. Most of it was done live. We had another one week of recording and another week of overdubs and some arrangement things. But, um, yeah, J.J. Johnson from the Tedeschi Trucks Band oh, yes. was on drums. He's in one of my all-time favorite oh, drummers. Uh, uh, now you're talking about one of my favorite bands, Tedeschi okay, Trucks. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, guys. he's he was brilliant. And he, Dave Monzi on bass, Ivan Neville on keys. Really? Yeah. Very and, good. And uh, Texas Horns came in for... A couple of numbers. Uh, they were in, on Groove Train as well, actually. But yeah, we had the chords that I've kind of worked a little bit together with Anders, and then JJ came up with this killer, um, funky kind of train beat. That oh. It was just so, you know, that real infectious groove that, yes. you know, you, it feels great. And then um, I actually wrote the words at a later date after that back in LA, and then I sent them. I think I recorded them in LA and then sent them back to Texas for that. Song. I was just going to ask that. So you didn't have the lyrics there. You just had we the had, feel for it. Well, we had as a little bit of. Well, I think actually we would recorded most of the songs too, and we were thinking we had this one one left to do, and we thought, you know, I have this one of the funkiest bands you could possibly imagine. I'm like, we have to put something in there with that groove, you know? Right. <laughs> so we, you know, JJ was like, uh, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> and you that's know? and I got to tell you, and that, Ivan, and yeah, you know. that is a having tried to be a drummer. That is a that is hard to do. The train beat, just keep it consistent it, on time. That's not that's not easy. Listen to the song uh, Groove Train because it's not like a standard train beat. It's like this funky, um, yeah, funky kind of train beat thing he's doing. But yeah, it's great. It really is killer. And then uh, this. Uh, New Orleans, or New Orleans, New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> you're in New Orleans. Yeah, you're going to sing that for us in a bit, right? Sure. That was written in New Orleans, funny enough, with Anders Osborne <laughs> and Andrew Duhon, who is another friend of mine who lives there, is a fantastic songwriter. Very good. Yeah, so I went there for a few days to do that. And, and um, on the album itself, Anders has taken a verse but I think Danny's going to sing that for us today. <laughs> yeah. The title of the album is Living With Your Ghost. So that there's some, I would lay out there's a story behind that. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Maybe thematically how it uh, played with the album? Well, you know, when I'm writing songs, I'll find, I'll, I'll come up with a melody and then a few words and I'll put that down on a tape recorder or my memo on my phone straight away. That's how a lot of songwriters I've heard do it. That's the way that I like to do it. And then I'll listen back and what will happen is there'll be some recurring themes that come up in those lyrics. And when things keep repeating themselves or words and lyrics and feelings keep repeating themselves, then you know there's something serious and meaningful in there. And there's so this album ended up uh, being very reflective back on my past 
you know, probably 10 years of my okay. life or even living in L.A. And it got me to thinking about certain people in my life that are, have have moved on and I'm not in touch with anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this particular song, Living With Your Ghost, was actually about uh, a friend of mine from Australia that actually passed away last year. Sorry about and that. And it, when you listen to the lyrics, you'll see that I'm actually singing about how much just I respected them as a person yeah, and uh, that I have a lot of love for them. And that's what's coming out in the living with your ghost. But I, I'm, I'm happy to have that, those good feelings and memories of that person in my life. Wonderful. Folks, when you go to her website, uh, she's, you may need to go quickly. She's getting ready to put all new songs up there. But uh, uh, you'll, the first song when you get to her music page is Little Pack of Lies. And uh, it opens with what it sounds like a dobro slash national guitar, and you're, sli- you're doing slide on it. And Kara's doing that. And that's really, you're, you're good. I mean, I guess, uh, and also Hutch Hutchinson recorded with you, so I, I was, I'm wondering about the artist that influenced you. Uh, was Bonnie in there? Was Bonnie Raitt in there, one of those artists that influenced sure. you? Sure. I actually discovered her a little bit later on. Okay. Uh, when I was already, I think when I finished touring with Papa Lips and I started out on my solo career. But what I've, I've thought about that, because I'm compared to her a fair bit, and it's, it's great comparison i get it um and i think we probably had a lot of the same influences okay to get is why that we we come together with this you know similar sound but you know i loved all the southern blues music and funk and little feet and oh little feet yes anything with with soul and and passion and you know i loved all of that and you know so did she in it and i think even if you're not a, um, a soul style of guitar player. Yeah. If, if you're, you love that kind of music, it'll come out in your solos, <laughs> if that makes sense at all. Absolutely. All right. When I, yeah. And, and <clears throat> interestingly enough, I believe Lowell George with Little Feet uh, was influential to Bonnie, helped teach her the slide guitar that she does. Yeah, yeah. And um, John Lee Hooker, I know a lot of music from New Orleans. I love, I just, I really do love the music from New Orleans. It's been a, that's been a huge influence on me. Good. I love the Meters and the, the Neville Brothers yeah. were one of my big ones. Alan Toussaint, Irma Thomas. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah, the list goes on, but they just, it's like they say there's something and there must be something in the water there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is. You know? There definitely is. Mm. All right, we're going to, uh, we're setting up here for uh, you to sing one of your songs from the new album. And uh, you, were, you were singing, You're in New Orleans. New, or- new Orleans. You're in New Orleans. Yeah, you gotta New say, Orleans. I'm going to get in trouble. I said that You're wrong. You're in New Orleans. You're in New Orleans, <laughs> yeah. So any uh, lead into this song before we uh, turn well, it over to you? I would like to say that you can actually pre-order the album right now too. Yes. Through uh, Station House Records and also through iTunes for the downloads. So that really helps us if people get on board and order ahead of time and it's like half price at the moment or something, I believe. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really, really proud of this album. It's really a collective collective mix of songs and some of this stuff, yes, was developed in six months. A couple of songs, even lyrics came from, were older from a few years back and I'm very happy with the body of work, so... Can't wait, can't wait to get out and play it there. So look out for gigs that I'm playing around town in your area. And 
Absolutely. There's a full schedule up on my website. Yep, it is. It's up on the website. So we're going to, while she's setting up now, uh, Danny's going to be playing guitar with her and some background vocals. And uh, Brandon Pettiford, uh, Danny's drummer, and today the percussionist for this song, will also be thumping along beside him. So take it away.
Cara, thank you. That was great. I loved it. Thank you. you got it. I'm going to turn back to, to Danny, but I want to give a plug here. I mean, the person who connected me is Don Ritter, who uh, owns Category 5 Amplification. And I understand, Cara, you're involved in this as well. You're, you're involved in Station House Records, uh, Don and you are? Yep, we started up the label early this year. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Good. Danny, how did your musical journey take you from Italy to over here? <laughs> It's a cool story because uh, I was playing in Memphis at the Hard Rock Affair, actually with Brandon. Okay. Yeah. Yep, the uh, drummer. Two, yeah, the drummer, two years ago. And I was just jamming. It was late at night. And Don was walking down the street, and uh, he actually heard <gasps> something that I think he might... Like M- 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 <laughs> M- Muddy just heard something. I guess yeah. we're gonna have a little distraction from Muddy. Yeah. So Don heard you through the doors. Or yeah. Something. yeah, and uh, he came into the the, the club. Yeah, and I asked who who I was, and so we met there, and he invited me to play the Dallas Guitar Show two years ago. Yes, and I came, and after that, uh, I think we met. The, actually, the artistic producer of the the album uh, is Anson Vandenberg. Yeah, yeah, he's great he, Texas musician. Yeah, he is great one blues of my. He's another one, my favorite player and one of my main influence on guitar. It's real weird. I used to jam close to his house. Oh uh, wow! There was a. Uh, uh, it was great. This guy had a barn, and he just had musical equipment in there. And a buddy connected me, and we'd go over there and play. And and I think he showed up one time. As a matter of fact, he wouldn't know me from from Herb Abramowitz. Oh, but, okay. I mean, it was it was great to have Anson there. Oh, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, he is he's a great guy and an awesome player. Yeah. And uh, it's been a, a real dream for me to have him producing my my record because he he is one of my favorite player ever. So very good. Uh, that's how it happened. I mean, in, while I was here at the guitar show, Don and Anson decided to produce this record for me. Uh, so we we made it. Fantastic. Yeah. So we talked to Carr about this. So how was the studio with Anson kind of leading up to it? And how, how did he help you set up to play your songs? Uh, he uh, put it together, the band. Yep. And... It is a great band because we got uh, West Star on drums. He is a drummer for Anson and for Jimmy Vaughn as yeah, well, actually. I know him well. Yeah. yeah. And Jim Pugh on keyboard, yep. who is uh, the keyboard player for Robert Cray for over 20 years. Yes. Yeah. And Nate Rowe on bass, who is bass player for Red Volker, another yeah. great player in Austin, and we got Texas Horns as well. Texas uh, Horns, Texas yeah. Horns. <laughs> yeah, Texas Horns, yeah. We used to have a place like that, but no, no, no Texas <laughs> Horns now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cara told us that when she came in the studio, a couple songs she created there. Now, I get the impression from your approach, you came in with every everything kind of in your bag, so. Yeah, I, I usually like to have songs mostly done, uh, in the way that I thought in my mind mm-hmm. and then work on that in the studio and see what the producer and the other musician think about it. Right, right. So do you road test it before you go into the studio? Um, yeah, but actually I 
uh, needed a lot of help about lyrics because you okay. know yeah I'm not uh, I'm not from here so <laughs> yeah, yeah it's good. always hard good. for me to uh, to express what I want to to say right. uh, in 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 English. Right. So uh, Anson and Don and Andy T, who is the other guy who helped on the production, uh, helped me a lot in writing lyrics. I had just had a couple of ideas and melodic lines. Yeah. But that was the the main work in yeah. the studio. Jumping back to Europe for a second. I mean, there are tons of blues festivals over in Europe. So oh, I would assume yeah. you've played some of those? Yeah, I played several all over Europe, Switzerland, uh, Germany, Poland, uh, Estonia, Russia. Russia? So, yeah, yeah several, several places. So tell me about one of, the, uh, one of the places that you played that you had a little pause before you went out and, and, and belted it. Uh, Actually, one of my best experience uh, on a stage yeah. uh, was ac- definitely here at the guitar show two mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. because it where everything started for me. Right. And at the Blues from the Top in Colorado last year, uh, I had the chance to play my set. And it is a big festival, great festival, and the fabulous Thunderbirds uh, were playing there. And Good. Kim Wilson is one of my favorite artists ever. Uh, so I had the chance to see them live and hang out with them a little bit, and it was great. Well, you're playing there again this year, aren't you, a little bit later on? Uh, I'll play in another festival in Colorado. It's oh. a Greeley okay. Blues okay. Jam. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. You're going to do one of your songs from your new album, right? And new album, again, yeah. is Problem Child. Exactly. And as Cara mentioned, uh, are, are you up on iTunes now with this as well? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You can pre-order the CD from the Station House Records website or from iTunes. Okay. And your website is Danny, D-A-N-Y. Yeah. F-R-A-N-C-H-I. Did I, I do that right? Yeah, exactly. All right. So... Check that. Check out his website. Uh, go up on iTunes, or uh, you won't be hearing this before this. So hopefully, if you're in Dallas, hopefully you went to the guitar show and you bought both of their albums there. <laughs> but if you didn't, do it now. It's <laughs> yeah. great. Tell us a little bit about the song you're going to play for us here, Danny, uh, acoustically. Yeah, it's one of the first songs that I wrote for this new album. Uh, it's a, a shuffle, but a, not a really traditional shuffle 12 bar shuffle and it's called run around and you're gonna check it out great <laughs> all right we'll let him set up and we'll let him rip into it Something's waiting for me, baby My time might be run out Well, the night is falling I'm heading to a place Well, the night is falling I'm heading to a place 
your place There's nothing around now, babe I don't want to leave no trace Please don't call me back tomorrow I'm fed up with your face Super. I love it. Thanks I love, a lot. I, I love watching your fingers work. <laughs> I mentioned to you before we started the interview, um, uh, the, f- the song on the YouTube, there's about three and a half minutes into this. What was that song on YouTube? Stay with me. Yeah, yeah stay with me. Slow yeah, blues. Thank you. Yeah. So about three and a half minutes into it, you know, you're, 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 you're singing with your guitar. You're working, you're working the guitar really well. And then all of a sudden, you just take it down, just... To, I mean, just really slow it down, but you're still in the beat. You're still right there, and it just was that to me was very distinctive to your style of playing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, actually, I love dynamics uh, because I'm a big BB King fan. Yeah. So I love that the the music goes up and down, and uh, you can get the right feeling and try to play your soul. <laughs> Good. I love it. Yeah. So. Um, in the album cover, you've got a beautiful Strat, Fender Stratocaster, yeah. but in that video we just talked about, you had an Epiphone Casino. Yeah. What is your? What are your primary instruments of? Definitely the Strat. Yeah, the strat? I'm a Strat guy, definitely. And it was my one of my first guitars, and I actually my first good guitar was a Strat, yeah. and I always played Strat. So my my sound comes from a Strat for mm. sure. All and right. my favorite players usually play Strat. True. So. Yeah, the ones you listed off <laughs> yeah. definitely were Strat players. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, what? Uh, how many you got? How many Strats you got? I got two at home. Okay. Uh, a Jimmy Vaughn Strat. That is the yeah, red the one. White, the yeah. white, right? It's the red oh, one the, that oh, I have. One. Yeah, on the on the cover. Okay, the but he's also kind of famous for that off white. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, Japanese uh, Rish. 
54 ratio Inter. that I bought in Inter. Austin yeah. uh, last year. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go back and we'll check in with Cara here. Cara, I just asked Danny this. Uh, you've hit a lot of stages. You've played on a lot of stages. Was there one stage experience where you're walking out and maybe took your breath away or it was a special moment that you can share with us? A lot of the, a lot of the shows all merge into one big show. Yeah. It never ends. In your, in your head, yeah. <laughs> As they say. But so many great moments, you know. Um, performing in Jakarta at the Jakarta International oh my goodness. Blues Festival was brilliant. And I actually performed there with this female uh, Indonesian blues review. Cool. And they were fantastic. Really great. Uh, so that was just, you know, amazing cultural experience for me and the, the audience there, everyone was wonderful. Interesting to see how this, mu- this music connects in different cultures. The, the soul and the feeling yeah. is what gets carried through, even if there's a language barrier involved sometimes you talked about language barriers a little bit but the feeling of the music yeah. is what connects with people and and they loved it in indonesia you know you also toured a fair amount in japan i believe right yeah to i toured in japan uh with the um with the swampers with the band um from muscle shoals and uh oh that, oh, that band and, oh yeah, my goodness yeah that was uh we did about no, half a, half a dozen shows there, and then I was I was opening for them, and then I joined them on stage for, you know, a little bit of the show. That was incredible. I love Japan; it's one of my favorite places. But there's so many. I love playing festivals and outdoors in in nature when, you know, everybody's feels like everybody's on holiday for the day, you know, and they're ready to have a good time, and it, right. everyone's relaxed and. It's such a great experience. I do. I love it. And I really enjoyed performing at Blues from the Top in Colorado. Yeah. That's a fantastic festival. The Bayfront Festival, I think, up in uh, Wisconsin is also great. Right. Uh, and then there's one on the river up in Northern California as well. I can't Oh, I'm about to play the Russian River. That's it. That's the Russian River. And in, Yeah, that's supposed to be gorgeous up there. It looks gorgeous. I haven't played that one before. But there's an incredible bill I noticed. There's Eric Burden and Robert Cray and yeah. uh, a bunch of people for there. They have uh, other music on other days, but the Sunday is, is the blues part of it. Okay. Well, tomorrow, uh, Friday, May 4th, I believe, right? You all, both of you, Danny and Cara, are sharing the stage at the Dallas International Guitar Show mm-hmm. at 3.30 on the Category 5 soundstage. Mm-hmm. So I look forward to being there. I'm going to be there and help, help promote both of your albums. The, the, while we were interviewing, literally a shipment of one of their albums came through the front it door. Did. <laughs> <laughs> it's in stock. You got it. <laughs> your prior albums were kind of focused on soul and blues. Your promo on your page, and I thought of this before I read it, but... Your voice is very sultry and just very, I mean, you just, it's just really good, really smooth as glass, just so nice. But, and now this one is more Americana focused. So do you see yourself kind of testing your roots and changing your roots as you go forward? Well, I think, uh, you know, I, when I first started listening to music, I was actually, when I was 11 or 12, I started listening to a lot of folk 
and Americana music. I was listening to Joni Mitchell and sure. Joan Byers and Emmy Lou Harris as well, a bit of country, or like basically my parents' record collection, Waylon Jennings and yes. people like that. And then it wasn't really till my brother got serious about blues and brought all these records in the house that I, I started to dive heavily into that style as well. So that's why I think that my music that I put out has this strong blues influence, but it is more, um, you know, focused on the melody and a constructed, original, unique song experience as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know that you've got another appointment coming up here in a little bit, so I want to just hand it to you and say... uh, uh, give you time to do some promo, promo again of your of your music and tell people where to get it, but also any final thoughts? Well, i got a, a fair bit of touring coming up this year, which I'm really looking forward to. I'm ready to get out there and play again. Good. Uh, so you've been off the road for a little while? Yeah, and just focusing on making this record, really. I should put in a mention, too, that, you know, the engineering on this record was fantastic. I was uh, I did it at Wire Recording Studio with Stuart Sullivan. Okay. In Austin, Texas. Yeah, I was thinking you were in Austin. And it was brilliant. The same place that Danny recorded his album, I believe, right? Yeah. 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 So he's a fantastic engineer and a huge part of why this uh, album sounds so good, I believe. Also, Anders Osborne is a huge part of why this album, why I'm so happy with this album. So thanks to them and... uh, yeah, future plans is more touring. Like I said, you can check my website for for dates around the area. And it's Kara K A R A Granger G R A I N G E R. That's it. I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to go uh, going back to Australia at the end of the year too. Are you for some touring? So because it's been two years. Oh wow! And uh, that gets a little tough. Yeah, it, it's it's normal. I mean, my home is in LA now, yeah. but um, very much looking forward to going back there too. Great. Please, everybody, check out her music on iTunes. Uh, I would assume it'll be available up on Amazon to purchase mm-hmm. on June, June 1st. That's right. Right. So spend some money, folks. Don't, don't just use Spotify. Spend some money. These people are artists. They have to make a living. <laughs> Thank you, Cara, very Thank much. Thank you so much. All right. All right. We're going to flip back over to Danny. Yeah. What plans do you have going forward, Danny? You know, obviously you've got some touring, but uh, tell me about your... Yeah, I got some touring coming uh, after the guitar show. We'll be with Kara uh, in Memphis for the Blues Music Award. And then I'll go to California and I'll spend about a month over there. And I'll have some gigs, uh, great festivals, a festival over there. It's called Doheny Blues Festival together with some... Great artists like Jimmy Vaughan, Kim Wilson, George Throwgood, and oh, really, George? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm interviewing in a couple of weeks uh, his lead guitarist, Jim. Oh wow, Jim Suler. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jim. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I'll be cool. interviewing him. Yeah. Wow. They're up in Canada, I think, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. And Anders Osborne gonna be there, so it's a, it's a great event, and I'm I'm happy to be there. And it's gonna be after the date, the CD release date, okay. because I played there on May 19th, and okay. the CD release is on May 18th. So it's gonna be great, folks. We were talking a little bit beforehand, and. 
Danny lives out of the suitcase, kind of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, tell us about that part of the music life. Uh, it's it's not easy, and actually, I never did this like now before okay. because I I always toured, but I always came back home in Italy. The most part of the things that are happening to me happening to me right now are here in US. Yeah. So it, it makes yeah. sense to me to spend more time here. Right. And actually, I have a, a tour planned in Europe for March 2019. But it seems that it looks like I have to spend some more time over here. So I'm happy. It's always been my dream to live in US. Good. So it's great. Cara's going back home. Are you going back home at some point in time later this year? Yeah, I'll be back home in late August because I'll have a festival in Switzerland on okay. late August, early September. And maybe after the festival, I'll go back to Italy for a couple of weeks and spend some time at home. That would be great. That'd yeah. be great. And have real Italian food. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait, man. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet. All right. Um, and you're, you're again repeating your album's going at, being released on the 18th. Yeah. Uh, it'll be up on iTunes as well as up on Amazon. Yeah, on the main yeah platforms. Absolutely. Yeah. So please people check it out. It is great. The, both these artists are awesome. They're on the rise. I I'm I'm hoping that they do really really well because they deserve it. It'd Thank cool. you and thanks for this opportunity. You got it. Yeah, thanks a lot. Absolutely. You take care of yourself. Thank now you. we're uh, over in the corner. I see Muddy. He's got his headphones on and he's listening to one of your CDs. I don't know which one, but so I gotta go. I gotta go get him off of there and head out. But uh, thank you all so much for your time. Uh, see you tomorrow at the gig at the yeah. Guitar Show, and we'll hopefully see you even more down the road. Hope so. Thanks right. again. You thanks got for it. having us. Have a great day. Bye. For ongoing updates, follow Dogger and Muddy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening in today. Till next time, adios. I cannot feel speak. Punches underwater. Drifting in the open sea. Or is this a dream?